do you have any methods slash workflows for planning and adding subtext into animation? So maybe we should clarify what subtext mm. is in uh, uh, animation. That, that would be a good start. Mm -hmm. um, for me, there's basically the dialogue is what is being told and what's going on in the head is actually the subtext that, that is driving the performance. Um, if you have a character, uh, you know, whatever lines he uh, would say, so, you know, you did good here, son, for instance. Uh, maybe the subtext is actually, I am proud of you. So, you know, whatever is going to, to, uh, to say underneath it, what is the, the emotion that the parents would be uh, feeling is, uh, is pride. And sometimes some characters would say completely, whether the dialogue and the subtext are going to be completely different. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's just a, a, a subtle difference, but usually the dialogue is, you know, uh, whatever exposition you want to bring in the scene in the subtext is actually actually going to be driving the performance and what is the emotion that's going to carry this uh, uh, this information. Um, I would say at first, animators often animate on the literal dialogue. <laughs> like, for I mean, what would be a cliche? Oh, look over there. I'm actually going yeah, to yeah. point because yes. I'm talking about this thing. So I physically point yep. over there instead of, oh, look over there. And then you cross your arm. Why? Because, well, actually you said, oh, look over there in a very, uh, you know, not approving demeanor because some something is happening there that they clearly are not happy with. So they're going to have this defensive. Yeah. So what is going on there is what they're saying. And I do not agree with this is actually the subtext that goes under underneath this uh, performance. Um, what is, is there any method of work for, for me was if you're using reference, it's going to be in your reference. So you're not going to think about what is the subtext as you are animating. You're going to think about what is the subtext as I'm shooting a reference for this uh, uh, shot. And often I would literally change the, the line. I would pick a line that is roughly the same length, that has the same rhythm, but that would literally be the subtext, no matter what is the dialogue. I, I didn't care about the, 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 the dialogue. So just to this example, oh, look over there. Oh, I disapprove this. Um, I would literally say out loud the uh, subtext, which would inform how I would try to um, use my body to visually represent the, the subtext and then put the, the dialogue over over it. That's kind of my, that, that was how I was trying to think about it, to come up with something that is genuine to the subtext, the real emotion of the performance rather than the words that are being spoken. You know, this is the, there's so much to be said about this because it's obviously a pretty big topic. And if this was easy, then doing acting shots would be really easy. <laughs> but I do believe that this is one of the things that people are struggling with, with when it comes to this. David's totally on the nose here with regards to uh, the difference between a very, very, you know, experienced animator doing like feature work than does a lot of acting shots. Um, and someone who's a bit more of a rookie is the rookie is going to literally animate the line and the experienced one is going to, they're going to animate the scene. You know, and the scene is much more complicated. There's many layers there like an onion. And 
you know, you, you, there's many ways that you can actually understand that. And I mean, just another thing, and I, 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 I should probably give myself a, a little gold medal every time I, I bring this up, but specificity is something that Andrew Gordon talks a lot about. And you'll hear, um, you know, if you're, you'll hear, um, um, Jacob will use this term a lot too, cause he's totally on board and it's true. Specificity is what makes a shot interesting. And specificity is created through understanding things like subtext because it's not I, the example i always use is someone sitting at a, at a at a at a bus stop waiting for a bus that's the scene right but the subtext could be many things it could be is that person waiting for a bus because they're going to a funeral are they going to the bus because they're waiting to go on a date with somebody that they really been wanting to go on a date for with a really long time is it someone going to their first day on a job like what is the specificity of that and suddenly the person waiting for the bus brings on a whole other dimension that's got that's interesting for people to watch. People are watching for the subtext, to be completely honest with you. That's what makes it interesting. And the humans are complicated people. Like there's so much deception that in everyday life, um, like we don't always, we very rarely say what we really think, if you think about it, right? Like we live in a world of white lies. We live in a, in a world that's trying really hard not to hurt the people that we love. Um, and yet it happens anyways, not, you know, not necessarily sometimes on purpose, sometimes, sometimes not at all on purpose, but basically all these things, it's like understanding the human condition. So to get good at this, in my opinion, is you, you, it's, you can't just get good at this overnight. I think it is, it requires a very, um, analytical mind and you need to learn a lot about just people there's a bit of psychology in there that you can learn a lot from acting but it's also you can just learn a lot from just trying to be an open book yourself and try to like you know be self-reflecting and sort of you know, think about these these kind of things the things that i'm saying and, and try to connect with them because if you can't connect with them um then you're gonna have a hard time animating that's for sure and it, especially in a convincing way like what's it like what is how does what does a scene look like when someone's actually you know, saying one thing, but actually totally meaning another thing. It's like, what, like, how do you do that and make it so that the audience totally feels that? You know what I mean? Like, the not and not feel it so that it's obvious and kind of weird, but like feel it, you know, in a meaningful way that touches the audience um, and um, it makes them remember the scene. Not easy to do. Like, I, you could even, like, so for instance, if you're on the job and you're trying to get better at this, I would say absolutely make sure you read the whole script. If you're not doing that, then you're already kind of sinking yourself because you need to understand these character. You need to understand their motivations. You need to understand them the way you understand yourself and your brothers and your sisters. Like you need to understand these characters so that you're making good choices and you understand why they're saying the things that they're saying. That's mm -hmm. the one first thing you can do. Secondly, you could, you know, there's lots of things you can read and, and learn. Like Desmond Morris is one of my favorites on this. And there's many like him. Desmond Morris is um, someone who's written a lot of books and he's made a lot of um, uh, broadcasts. He used to do this thing called the human animal. And, um, and it's a lot of studies on human behavior. You know, like I love this one that he did was just a, a study on gestures that we have and how they differ between cultures, how like, like literally the nod of the North American nod clearly means a yes. But like, actually, when you go to some parts of the world, and I think it's India is one of these places where this right here, if I nod, if I, if I wobble my head like this to them, that means absolutely yes. But to us, that would probably mean like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like you're a little bit on the fence. I find these things fascinating and I think you should too. And you should study them because there's a reason why we do them. They came from generations of nonverbal communication. And I think these things could be quivers in your little um, arrows in your quiver that you can actually use as, as to how to break down a scene and understand the subtext because it's not going to be written in the, in, in the, um, it's typically not written 
in the the foot the footnotes of the script if you're lucky enough to actually spend some time with the writers maybe you can actually they can break down scenes a bit for you and you can get a little bit of that usually the director is the one is probably trying to provide a little bit of the subtext so you understand the way he or she does but like you know sometimes you have to do it on your own yeah big topic yeah yeah that, that's a great point about in, in production if you have the opportunity during production to Talk to the director when you have your uh, your kickoff, or the animation director, or even just your your lead. Just make sure to understand what is the motivation behind yeah. the performance that you have to animate. Yeah. Having this knowledge can make the all of the difference uh, between struggling on the shot and end up having a you know approval because we need to move on rather than being right on from from the start in terms yeah. of what this little shot this little piece of puzzle is doing in the grand scheme of thing for the uh, the disc the uh, uh, the arc of this character and the story in general yeah if you don't know if you're on a job and you don't know then the good news good good thing is there's someone whose job it is to know which is usually the director they'll probably be tickled pink that you go and ask them i mean honestly the, the directors i know they love getting into this that's why they're directors they love this stuff writers are the same right the writers are probably going to know just as much as the director because they're the ones writing the words they would have needed the subtext as well otherwise they don't know how to write the words so basically there's going to be people on your team that probably know and there's probably they probably would love to talk about it some mm -hmm. some productions even have clinics where they they actually put you know almost like dailies where they get together and discuss the script especially in pre-production and i think that's a really good practice because it gives animators a chance to get into the characters understand the characters better because they're going to be they, they're going to be in a position at some point to be able to think for the characters and be able to physicalize all of that subtext that um, won't necessarily be you know provided right there in the script like like we talked about it's a good question. That's one of those holy grails. Like, how do you, <laughs> you know, how do you make light? Um, <laughs> uh, where do you, where do you begin on that question? 